Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation International. Pastors Sagi and Bridget are anointed to teach the Word of God with simplicity. We believe your life will be changed as you listen to this message. Be doers of the Word and not only hearers in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You know, we've been studying about love, and I know that we have been teaching that we should walk in love, but I just want to remind us again that, don't go yet, don't go yet, don't go yet, sit down, sit by the keyboard, amen, praise the Lord, that it is God that is love, that's the only reason why we can love, he's our example, amen, and because he is love, because we can see this love, we can live a life of love. Amen? The love that we live is not what we just see people. Now, people can exemplify God, but if you really want to understand love, you have to look at God. There is nothing God asks us to do that He hasn't done even more. Amen? Is God patient? How patient is He? Is God kind? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But let me ask this question again. Is God humble? Yes. Yeah. The Bible says, let the same mind which was in Christ Jesus be in us. Who even though he was in the nature of God, did not think equality with God something to be grabbed, but made himself of no reputation and humbled himself in the form of a servant. How can God do such a thing? And then died on the cross. The people who he made spat at him, beat him, and yet he forgave them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No wonder that him. What a friend we have in Jesus. How many of you know that him? You know that one. Can we sing it together once or twice? What a friend we have in Jesus. Somebody wants to join. We are heads of the Father. We are joined. We are joined with the Son. We are children. We are children of the Kingdom. We are family. We are family. We are one. We are heirs. Who oh, of the Father? We are joined. We the Son. We the Son. We are children of the King. We are family. We are. Tell us somebody, sing it to him. We are heads. Come on. We are heads of the Father. Woo! Of the Father. We are joined. We are joined. We the Son. We are children. We are one family. We are one 
Finally, come on. We are family. We are one more time for the last time now. We are who of the Father. We can just worship God all through today. Who am I that you are my full of me? You know what the psalmist said? He said, when I look at everything that you have created, say the one, the one that really gets me is because of who you are. Not just for the first John chapter number three. From verse 1. Hallelujah. I stand amazed at the wonders of your deeds and the greater one that brings me to my knees. Lord, I praise you because of who you are. Not just for all the mighty things that you have. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. You're the reason that I need to fall. When I say she open to, are you there? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. First John chapter number three. Let's start from verse one. Am I the only one that is hot here? No. Are you sweating too? No. You're not. No. Put up the slides. I think we can do without them. Maybe I'm the one. Maybe the lights are too hot. I don't want to start drinking this morning. Praise God. Can you still see me on the camera? Yeah. You're not with the camera, you're saying no show. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is it clear enough? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to take it easy this morning. Amen. Are you there? He says, see how much, see how very much our Father loves us, for He allows us to be called His children. I'm reading from the living translation, the New Living Translation. Amen? Behold what manner of love the Father giving unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Oh yes. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we, that Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold, behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has
the Father has given unto that we, that we should be called the sons of God, that we should be called the sons of God. Somebody coming in for the first time this morning says, This is a singing church or what? Yeah, we sing and we preach also. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you there? Amen. It says, See how much love our Father has. Heavenly Father has. Okay, I'm trying to read the King James and I'm looking at the living translation. So let me come here. See how very much our Heavenly Father loves us, for He allows us to be called His children. And we really are. But the people who belong to this world don't know God, so they don't understand that we are his children. Yes, dear friends, we are already God's children, and we can't even imagine what we will be like when Christ returns. But we know that when he comes, we will be like him, for we'll see him as he really is. And all who believe, these will keep themselves pure just as Christ is pure. Somebody say amen. amen. So the Bible says we are children of God. Turn to somebody and say, I'm a child of God. Child of God. Say like you mean. Say, I'm a child of God. Child of God. Say, I'm born of God. Born of God. <laughs> so the Bible says here that we are already children of God. It didn't say we are going to be. It said we are already children of God. It says that the world do, do not know us because they do not know him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the Bible says that when he returns or when he appears or when he's revealed, he said we will be like him for we shall see him as he is. So that tells us many things. First of all, it tells us that the world does not know God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The world is looking for God in everything else, but where the Bible says we should look for Him. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says that the corruption in the world is due to lust. Because lust is the exact opposite of love. Lust is always about I, me, and myself. While love is whatever I have, I want to share with others. And so the Bible says that this world, the system of this world, is lost because they do not know God. And they are looking for God. But the Bible says that when we see him as he is, we will be like him. Somebody say amen. amen. Now that tells us many, many things. And that's where my message is going to be on today. And it's important that we get that point. Your revelation of God will determine your life wow. that you live. Wow. Whether it's close to God or not. People always leave out what they know of God. If a man thinks God is very judgmental, he is going to be judgmental. Absolutely. Absolutely. If a man thinks God has been kind, he's going to be kind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The revelation of God that you have is what is going to be manifest in your life. And the reason why many don't live like Christians is because they don't know God. Absolutely. 
And even many who say they know God, they have a wrong picture of God. That's why, that's why they live the wrong way. It is the revelation of God that we have that we determine our expression of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, there are certain things that are very striking if you begin to read the, the, the New Covenant. Let's go to, first of all, St. John chapter number 1. Oh, praise the name of God. God is good. Religion gives us a very poor image of God. Praise the Lord. Except you read by revelation, the Old Testament can even give you a poor image of God. Amen? Because the Old Testament established the religion of Judaism. But look at what the Bible says here. Are you there? I'm reading again the Living Translation. Let's start from 17. For the law was given through Moses. God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God but his only son, who he himself is God, is near to the Father's heart. He has told us about him. The King James said, No one has seen God at any time, but the only begotten who is in the bosom of the Father, he has revealed him to us. Which means that without Jesus Christ, there is no true revelation of God. There is no true revelation. There is no true revelation of God without Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you want to know God, who do you look at? Jesus. Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter number 1, let's look at it. He is the image of the invisible God. The express image of his person. Amen. Chapter, Hebrews chapter number 1, verse 3. The Living Translation says, The Son reflects God's own glory, and everything about Him represents God exactly. Jesus is the exact replica of His person. The Bible says in Colossians chapter number 1, that the fullness of the Godhead uh, chapter 2, dwelling in him. In chapter 1, he said, God was pleased that the fullness of God should dwell in Christ. Everything about God is best understood by looking at Jesus. And one thing that Jesus began to teach and to share and to make people understand that God is not the kind of God that people have made him to be over the years that God is a God that is love. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. My question to you is, what kind of God do you know? What kind of God do you know? Is it a God that is hard to reach? Hard to please? 
A God that carries a whip and looking for every wrong so that he can just whip you. You know, that's one reason why many people don't serve God. They don't go to church. Because they think, it doesn't matter. I can never really please God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. People think God is so hard to please. Don't even try anyway. You see, when people say things like this, no one is righteous. No, not one. Now, even though in their minds they are quoting some scriptures, but what they are really saying is that God is hard to please. You don't even try. You can't ever please God. But is that true? Sometimes we need to go deep down to begin to understand the truth about God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In the new covenant, the real nature of God is revealed. And sometimes it's difficult for, for us to understand it because we have grown for many years having a wrong, distorted picture about God. And unfortunately, it was handed over to us by religious folks. Sometimes even our parents. Praise the Lord. Now this is so important. One of the reasons why God created the family is so that children growing up would learn what love is by looking at their parents. But unfortunately, in many homes, that is the very place where they learn how to hate how to get angry, how to be, how, you know, they are abused. Many children are abused going up, all kinds of abuse. And some grow up with a resentment towards God. Because if they hear the word Father, many of them think of somebody who is absent, somebody who doesn't care, somebody who doesn't want to help, somebody who is hard to read, somebody who just wants, you know, to, you know, to just, to just, Discipline them all the time without even ever showing any kind of love. And many of them have grown up with a resentment towards God. And so when you begin to talk about a loving father, they don't understand what you mean. Now, words don't mean anything except you understand what those words mean. And certain people have really never experienced this love. And so it's difficult for them to know what we're talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why those of us that are parents, it's very important that we show to our children what love is. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Where the Bible says, my God shall supply all of your needs. Some parents, don't, some children don't know what that is because they never had parents who, who took care of their needs. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But thank God that God is raising godly people. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. Who are not afraid to take care of their children. Amen. Yeah. To correct them, instruct them, yeah. discipline them, yeah. but also give them. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, some people are so afraid to spoil their children that sometimes they withhold good from them. We don't want to go to the extreme. But at the same time, it's good to be kind to your children. Someone say amen. amen. Because you are expressing the love of the Father. 
Amen? Amen. Your, your, your family should be a reflection of how good you are. Somebody say amen. amen. So many people have a distorted image of God and because of that, they relate to people in that image. And like I said, many times it's because of the religion that we have had. And some people, you know, have developed an attitude that is contrary to the attitude of God. So let's go back again to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 as we're looking at the qualities of God again. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Tell somebody I'm changing. I'm changing. Say I'm getting a better revelation of God. So I'm changing. To becoming more like God. In my attitude. In my lifestyle. Every day. Praise the Lord. So religion teaches us that God is legalistic. That God is very critical. And difficult to please. That God is not patient. That God is not kind. That God is lofty over there and does not care too much whether you are going through anything. He just gives you some laws. It's either you do it or you don't. And that's the way many relate to others. But as we begin to understand love, we discover that's not what God is at all. That even when, the Bible says, even when a sinner perishes, God is not glad. Religion makes us feel like God wants to just deal with sin and the sinner. If you are a sinner, you go to hell. But that's not God. The Bible says that the reason why God keeps the earth is because he's long-suffering. He doesn't want even the worst sinner to die and perish. God is so kind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter number 13. Anytime you see the word love, you can, re you can also replace it with God because God is love. Amen? First, um, first John 4, 7 and 8 tells us that. So the Bible says here in First Corinthians 13, love is patient, meaning God is patient. Amen? It said, Love is kind. Love is not jealous. It's not boastful or proud. It's not rude. Love does not demand his own way. Love is not irritable. You know, one thing people normally ask, they say, if God knew Adam and Eve was going to sin, why did he create them with a will? Why did he not make them like robots? Praise the Lord. Why did he put them in their garden of Eden and tell them, don't eat of the tree, when he knows that they could eat of the tree and mess their whole life? The Bible says that love does not insist on his own way. Love gives you a choice. Praise God. Love is not controlling. Now, God has the power to control, but he will not. Because that's not law. You know God can force you to believe. I usually say if I was God, that's the only thing I probably would do. Take you at 
100 kilometers per hour closer to the sun. <laughs> when all your clothes are burnt out. <laughs> you believe, you believe. You, are, you, be, you believe. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take it to the Grand Canyon. Suspend you with some with some strands of your hair. With a sharp scissors close by. Say, do you believe? How many of you, you know you have unbelievers in such cases? But you see, love does not demand. It's not going to force you to do things. And sometimes it is taken for weakness, but it's not weakness. It is love. Love says, I want you to do right, but I want you to choose it. And tries to even appeal to you to do what is right. Look at what he says in, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 30. He said, I said before you life and death. He said, choose life that you and your family would live. He said, if you, if you choose life, you will live and have a good life. If you should choose death, you will die and your family. He said, I said it before you. But you choose. That is love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And unfortunately, many still miss it. They choose the wrong thing. That's why we can't blame God. God is love. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we, we stopped looking at love does not boast last time. And love is not proud. Somebody say amen. amen. Tell somebody love is not proud. Love is not proud. Say so you, so you are not proud. Ask the person, are you proud? Are you is it just a little bit? <laughs> you are not proud, are you? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And there's one part of pride that I think I would just mention before we move out of that area of love. And that is spiritual pride. Praise the Lord. When people are proud because of what they have achieved or what they think they have become spiritually, that's one of the worst kinds of pride. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that love is not proud. And many times, Let's look at Ephesians chapter number one. Did I say she opened somewhere else first? No. no. Let's go to Ephesians chapter number one. Chapter number two for time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yes. Ephesians chapter number two. Let's start from verse 6. Let's start from verse 4. For God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so very much, that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It is only by God's special favor that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and we are seated with him in the heavenly realms all because we are one with Christ Jesus. And so God can always point 
to us as an example of his incredible wealth, of his favor and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, God saved you by his special favor when you believe. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so that none of us can boast about it. The Bible says, by grace we have been saved through faith. It is not of ourselves. It is a gift from God. Not by works, least any man should boast. Somebody say amen. amen. Now what is God saying? He's saying here that we should understand that everything we receive from God is by grace. And it is not something that we have achieved by our own abilities so that we don't begin to boast about it. Spiritual pride is when people begin to boast about what they have done to get them to where they are. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Some people relate it like this. And, and it's so important. I believe the Holy Ghost will help us to understand this. Because if we don't understand this, we can miss the whole essence of grace. And it will be difficult for us and those who hear us to enjoy the benefits of Christ. One thing religious, religion teaches is that you have to work hard and do many things before you can get favor with God. And religion has taught that all the time. But Jesus Christ came to begin to teach us a new level of God's uh, favor and said, even when we were yet in sin, that Christ died for us and that he died for us and he giving us all we need had nothing to do with what we did. It is completely on the grace of God so that not one of us have any reason to boast. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. The word saved there, when he said by grace are we saved, has to do with everything God does for us. Healing, deliverance, prosperity, joy, peace. The Bible says it is by grace, which means unmerited favor. There is nothing that we will ever do that is good enough to deserve the grace of God. We have to recognize that no matter where we are or what we have done, by faith we can receive God's grace. Somebody say hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, many people look at somebody else and say, well, I can't pray like sister, so, so, and so. That means I'll never get healed. Now, that's religion. That's not grace. Now, it is good to learn how to pray but it is not by reason of your physical effort in prayer that allows you to reap. That's why we find some people who not, may not even have prayed like you pray and receive 
what you have been believing God for because it is not by reason of your own words. Oh, praise God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. It is by grace so that no one can boast. So that no one can boast. That means that everyone has access to God Amen. if you can believe. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you. Amen. No, the Holy Ghost is helping me. Amen. You know, sometimes when you come against things like this, it's difficult to... Uh, it's not difficult with me. I have the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. 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 This is one thing that somebody who has spiritual pride does. Pride is always when you exalt yourself more than you ought to. A man who is proud by reason of what he has done spiritually begins to make other people feel that they are less than he or she because of what he or she has done rather than because of what Christ has done for us. The Bible tells us in Acts there was a time that the disciples Paul and Barnabas went to preach in the city. And the Bible said, because of the miracles, the people looked at them and said, wow, these people must be gods. And they called uh, Barnabas one of the big gods. And they called Paul the other god. And they brought offering animals to sacrifice for them. The Bible says that Paul and Barnabas, they tore their clothes and said, listen, we are men like you. Now you look at us like we are some special people, but all the things that you are seeing is not by our ability or our strength. It is because of the grace of God. So you need not worship us. You need to worship God. But a man who is proud spiritually says, yeah, 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 you know, I prayed seven times. I even fasted. You know how long I studied to be able to work miracles. And the attention begins to be focused on himself rather than God. That's pride. Praise the Lord. No matter what you have done, it's still not good enough to reap what you have reaped. It is by grace that we have been saved. Does that mean we should get lazy and not do anything? No. Because we have the love of God, we want to serve Christ. But we should never miss the fact that it is because of what we have now done that makes us worthy of what we receive. Everything we receive is always by grace. Now this is so important. You know, sometimes people come to church, somebody buys a new house, and you are still waiting on your house. You say, why me? I have been going to church, I have been praying, that person doesn't even pray like me. That is pride. Because you are now looking at your work as the one that should buy the grace that God says it comes by grace. Now this is so weird. We need to change our attitude towards this. Because until we get it, we can walk in love. And the Bible says that it hampers us being able to receive. So what do you do? Somebody gets blessed and looks like the person has not worked. Rejoice too. Because you know that it is not by your effort, 
nor her effort. It is by the grace of God. And if God can give it to someone who did not work, God can give it to you if you worked or not. But you depend on the grace of God. It is by grace that we are saved. Not a works. Not a works. No one is ever good enough except by the grace of God. That means that there is nothing that is too good for you. Somebody say hallelujah because it is also by the same grace. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. Hey, nothing. There is nothing anybody has done that pays enough for the grace of God. And so you, you are qualified. The Bible says even when you were yet in sin, God gave you everything that you need. He blessed you with all the blessings. It's just for you to receive it. It is not a work. You can't boast in your works. Now, let, let me ask you this question. If the government brought two people to your neighborhood and said, this one has killed 15 people, he's a murderer. Are you listening to me? And the second one has killed five. He said, which one would you want to be in your neighborhood? Which one, which one, which of them would you like? The one that killed five or the one that killed 15? Why, why? Which one? How many times does the person need to kill before he's pliable of killing again? Somebody said the one that killed 15 because he's done. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Then I said the one that killed 5 because it's not our experience. Both of them are murderers. You can't tell which one is going to kill again. The same thing also, somebody who commits a thousand sins and somebody who commits a sin by lying. Which one is worse? Huh? So why would a man who knows that he has to depend on God daily begin to boast or feel like he's superior to somebody else because the one seems to commit more sins than he or she does? If we are both going to be saved, I have to depend on the grace. You have to depend on the grace. And if we are going to boast, we have to boast in the grace of God, not in what we do. We have to depend on the grace of God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So what does humility do for us? We have to begin to recognize that it is by the ability of God. Even when we walk the works of God, the Bible says it is not us that works, it's God that works in us. That's the same way also, even though we honor men of God, we respect them, we don't begin to look, them, look at them as extraordinary people. They are sons of God like you and I, and the work that is working in them is the grace of God. And by grace, we also have a portion of that grace working in us. That's why the man who is a pastor is not superior to the man who is an usher. 
The grace of God that works upon him to pastor is the same grace that works upon the usher to usher. Now, if you begin to think you are nobody because you are an usher and you are not a pastor, you miss it. And that's why sometimes there is so, so much schism in the church. Many people want to do the things they don't have grace for because they think that by doing that, they become somebody. But you are already somebody because it is by grace that we are saved through faith. has nothing to do with the work that we do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we have to begin to look at people the way God sees them. Amen. A man may have a lot of material things, may have a great position, may, may even be a president, but he goes through the same kind of things that you go through. It is by grace that we are saved. It doesn't make him a better person. <coughs> Somebody say amen. amen. It doesn't even make him a more successful person. Success cannot be quantified in materials. Success is quantified in fulfilling your purpose in life. And that's why you cannot begin to compare yourself with somebody else. I like what somebody said. He said, anytime somebody compares himself with somebody else, one person has to be belittled. It's either you are belittled or the other person is belittled. And that's why every man must compare himself with the grace of God, with what God has called him to do. And not compare yourself with somebody else. Amen. Everybody has different graces. Somebody say amen. amen. Abilities to do different things. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I can hear you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Paul said, if I boast, I will boast in the Lord. I will declare what God is doing through me. It is not by reason of my ability or my wisdom. It is by the ability of God. Even though God does great things, I will give all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise to God. Somebody say amen. amen. And that's the way we ought to begin to live. And so that's the way the reason the Bible says that if someone who is mature finds somebody else who is caught up in a sin or in a fault, it says those who are mature to restore that person with meekness, considering themselves, leave them to be tempted. Which means that don't go with an attitude that look, we can never fall, or we you, the Bible says you should realize everybody is faced with that kind of a trial. And now somebody may fall. We ought not to fall. But even when we are restoring that person, we should do it with gentleness. Somebody say amen. amen. And not condemning. Praise the Lord. Amen. A man who doesn't understand this is very critical. Praise God. Amen. Of people's fault. Now let's go to Matthew chapter number 7. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us not to judge. Amen. Amen. And I will balance that out by telling us the importance also of discipline and correction and rebuke. But the, there is a thin line in between them. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Matthew chapter number 7, after Jesus began to teach on love, it says, stop judging others, and you will not be judged. Say, for others will treat you as you treat them. 
Whatever means you use in judging others, it will be used to measure how you will be judged. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, I think. Praise the Lord. Now this is not to foster laziness. Just sit back and say, well, if he's doing it, he's just by the grace of God. But you have to yield to that grace. We all are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? Amen. And we're going to give account of what we did with the grace that God gave to us. Somebody say amen. amen. Now if God gave you grace to reach a thousand and you only reach ten, would you lose stuff because of that? Sure, sure. Amen? The Bible says that when, God, when the, the, the master was living, he gave gifts severally to some. He gave one uh, five talents, he gave another three, he gave the third one one, according to their abilities. The one who had five multiplied it and made ten. By reason of the amount of grace that was given to him, the one that had three multiplied it and also made three more. The one that had one went to hide it. So because you have one, does not mean that you should go and hide it and say, well, I don't have enough. You should use what you have and make the best of it. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. That's why if you are called to sing, you should sing with all of your grace that God has given to you. Amen. amen. You may not like, you may not be able to sing like some other people, but you can sing the way God has given you to you and sing the best way that you can. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You don't feel inferior to somebody who can sing better. Neither do you feel superior to somebody you can sing better than. Somebody say amen. Amen. Because everybody has a unique grace. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, where does it show up to? First Corinthians. Romans instead. I'm sorry. Romans chapter number 14. Are you there? Romans chapter number 14. Praise the Lord. Honey, let's exchange. Let me use the King James for that. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 14, it said, him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak, eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let him that eateth not judge him that eateth, for God has received him. Who are thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he that holdeth... Now let me go to the living translation. All this holding. And... <laughs> it's easier to read over there. Another person believes who has a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Those who think it's alright to eat anything must not look down on those who won't. And those who won't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn God's servants? They are responsible to the Lord. So let them, so let him tell them whether they are right or wrong. The Lord's power will help them do as they should. 
in the same way, some think one day is more holy than another, while others think every day is alive. Each person should have a personal conviction about this matter. Those who have a special who have a special day for worshiping the Lord are trying to honor Him. Those who eat all kinds of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who won't eat everything also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we are not our own masters, when we live or when we die. While we live, we live to please the Lord, and when we die, we go to be with the Lord. So in life and in death, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, so that he may be Lord for those who are alive and those who have died. So why do you condemn another Christian? Why do you look down on another Christian? Remember each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. For the scripture says, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me and every tongue will confess allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will have to give a personal account to God. So don't condemn each other anymore. Decide instead to live in a way that you will not put an obstacle in another Christian's path. Somebody say amen. amen. So Paul here was explaining a little more what Jesus Christ said about judgment. Don't pass judgment. The Bible says that we should consider even those who are weak in faith. And sometimes people are struggling at certain areas. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And those that are mature should not look down on those who are young. Instead, we should encourage them because even though we may be mature and some may not be young, some may be young, we all have to still depend on the grace of God. Amen? Amen? Does that mean we should not rebuke, instruct, correct, or teach? No. The Bible tells us that, that, that leaders have been placed to correct, to guide, to teach, and to instruct. But the Bible says we need to do it without looking down on them, but instead in encouraging them to live the way they ought to live. Somebody say amen. amen. Making them know that you're not better than them just because you're living right, but rather because you have use the grace of God and so you are able to live where they are, where you are and you can encourage them to become where you are by reason of the same grace. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And to do that sometimes you may need to rebuke them sharply. But it has to be out of law. Somebody say amen. amen. Because you are trying to help the person. You have to, sometimes you may need to uh, correct and say this is not the way to do it. Sometimes you may need to guide. But all of these is to help the person to become mature. And the Bible says when you do this, you have to do it without looking down on folks. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the proud one is the one that thinks he or she has arrived. And because of that, he looks down on other folks. And don't regard them. Don't treat them like they should. But the Bible says that those of us who are mature can afford to do that. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, sometimes it's particularly difficult for those that are leaders to deal with people like that. Because sometimes, when, like Paul said, if somebody's living wrong, it gets to us. Amen? Amen? Amen. 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 Somebody is doing what is wrong. Somebody is living out of the word. It gets to wrong. And sometimes the tendency is to just want to get it right anyhow. But the truth is that the Bible says we should begin to be considered and realize that even though we have our responsibility, each man will stand before God. 
We do our own part. We give instruction. We teach. We encourage. We rebuke. But each man is still in the position to make a choice whether he's going to serve God or not. And if the man makes the right choice or wrong, it's not for us to determine. We can do our own part. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus had 12 disciples. One betrayed him. Jesus knew. Probably talked about it. Shared about it. But Judas had to make his own choice. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Was it right what Jesus did wrong? No, it wasn't right. But Jesus didn't let that get to him. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Still treated Judas right. Amen? Amen? The best way he can. But out of his own choice, Judas' own actions carried him away. What I'm saying in essence, don't let the faults or the weakness of other people make you begin to step out of love. Amen? 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 Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't let it. Don't let it. You have to stay in love. You have to watch your own heart. You have to be, make sure you are not proud. You make sure you are not boast. Even when sometimes they provoke you to boast. You know what they said to Jesus on the cross? If you be the son of God, come down now and we will believe you. Praise the Lord. Now that was a good opportunity for Jesus to have boasted, to have shown his strength, to show what he can do, but he did not respond. Because love is not about show, amen? amen. Not about showing in an attempt to show that you're better than others. Love is, you are an example and you are trying to get other people to be in the same spot. And don't forget, like I said, sometimes the Bible says love chastises. You may correct, you may repeat. There's a difference between chastising and judging. To judge is to declare and to make the end of that person as though this is what the person is going to end as. That's judging. To lose hope. To say the person has no hope. But to correct, to rebuke, is to say things that may be hard, but to help the person to get his, you know, his life corrected to go in the right direction. Amen? Two different things. People think sometimes correction is judgment. No, it's not. And you can judge what God has already judged. Is that true? If God has judged, is it you that is judging? Praise the Lord. No, you can repeat what God has said. That's not judgment. But again, in essence, what I'm saying this morning, don't put yourself in a place that God will look at you and he will say that you are trying to put other people down. That you may exalt yourself. No matter what it is for. Not spiritually. Not physically. Not financially. Amen. Everyone was created in the image. And in the likeness of God. And we all will have to stand before God. Our own responsibility is to use our grace to maximum. And help other people. Amen. And we are all the same. In the sight of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Never feel inferior to a spiritual man. Because you're a spiritual man too. Once you're born again. Amen. Amen. 
Does that mean that some of us don't have places to grow? Yeah, we should grow. And the Bible says that if we do not change, sometimes we can begin to lose even the very grace that God has given to us. Because God will not condone sin. But it is not for one man to be superior to another. And each time you discover in Acts of the Apostles, the disciples were careful to maintain that. When they went to Cornelius' house, the Bible says that Cornelius bowed down to worship Peter. Peter said, don't do it. Don't do it. I'm a man like you. I came, I'm just a servant of the gospel. Even if you see signs, you see wonders, you see miracles, it is by the grace of God. Worship him. Worship him. One thing about pride is that it pays attention too much to self. But a humble man turns the attention back to it up. How much can you handle and not be proud? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you already have a, uh, one car and, 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 and a house and you now feel that you're too big for God to send, God should send somebody else. How much more do you think God will be able to promote you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There's nothing that God has given to us physically or spiritually that is not by His grace. And we have to begin to look at that. Bible says by grace we are saved through faith. It is not of works. It's a gift of God so that no one can boast. Let's bow our heads to pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I know this through this teaching of love, there are certain areas in our lives that God wants to deal with. Because He's taking us to a new level. A new level. And to be humble is to surrender to the Word of God. And I know this morning there are certain people here that God is saying, depend on my grace. Not on your ability, but on my grace. And with my grace, I can take you to a new level, said the Lord. He said, you have struggled so much, and you are wondering, I'm struggling, I'm walking. He said, but if you depend on just your walk, you are you are not looking at my ability. But if you begin to realize that it is by my grace, even though you walk, say the Lord, you will understand that it is not just by reason of your walk, but it's by reason of my grace. And you allow my grace to do what I want to do, say the Spirit of God. Stop depending on your ability. Stop thinking about what more can I do? How can I do more? Yes, how more? But realize, say the Lord, God expects you to do more. But he wants you to depend on his grace. Because it's not by works. It's not by works. You can never deserve the healing of God. You can never deserve the prosperity of God. You can never deserve the salvation. It is by grace. So that it can be by faith. And I like this morning to just, for everyone, to just surrender to the Lord. If you're in that position, where you have been struggling, I want you to surrender to the Lord. And say, thank you, Lord, I received this morning your grace. 
I cease from my own words. I refuse to stop looking at myself, what I can do and what I have done. I begin to look at what you have done and I begin to believe and respond to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I need somebody on the keyboard, please. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Maske he gone this upon it again. Mahashke he le bon neskishke he le bakaradi yes. Leki le bon neskke he le tele makaya bon neskke he le bono mekeyas. Lama man neskke he le bonoske he le gaske shisito le maradi bonus. Mahigiri de bono maradi yeridiya. This is also to encourage those who are young in faith. Don't sit back and say, I don't have the ability. Everything that anyone does is by the grace of God. And if God has given it to one, he can give it to you too. Don't think of your own ability, your own education. Don't say, I don't have all of it. If you can, if you can trust God, the anointing also can be upon you to do what God has called you to do. And don't sit back and watch. It is not by works, it's by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There are some people who have been believing God for the for a spouse, and you have been wondering, what can I do next? God says it's by grace. You say, what don't I have? It's not by what you have. You say, what haven't I done? That's where the mistake is not by what you have done. You have to believe God. That He's kind enough to give you what you need even when you don't deserve it. That He's kind enough to supply the right person. Because it is by faith. He's kind. God is kind. God wants to give it to you and don't want you to boast about it. So, so just believe God and trust and expect, not because you deserve it, not because you have worked out enough, not because you are very pretty or handsome, not because you have what it takes, but because God loves you. God loves you. God loves you and He wants you to have even more than what you ask for. Let your heart be on the grace of God, not on human effort. And the same thing with whatever you are believing God for. You have to believe in the love of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But I pray for your church this morning that our minds will be lifted up from ourselves unto you. That we will not see the grace that you have given unto us as depending on our works. Yes, Lord, we have to walk in faith. We have to confess the word and believe. But we know that none of these things is sufficient enough to produce the result. We do what you ask us to do that we may receive it. We choose to receive your grace. But it is by grace. It is by grace. It is by grace. So that no one can boast where we are today, where you have brought us today, the good things you have placed in our lives, our divine health. It is by your grace. There are people, Lord God, who have prayed more, people who have fasted more, people who have studied more, who have, who have not even received as much as we have received. 
And so this morning we take our attention from ourselves and say, let all the glory be unto you, O God. Let all the glory be unto you. Because there are many things we don't even know that you ordained. We thank you, Father. Help us to know you more so that we can live a life that is like you, O God. Even in the midst of trial, in the midst of pressure that will maintain our love walk, that we will not become hardened by reason of the things that are happening around us, but instead we will maintain a humble, loving, kind heart that we will not be moved by our circumstances, but instead we will be moved by your spirit that walks in us. Because the enemy is always pressuring to get the best of us, to, for us to lose our walk of love, to walk in the flesh, to, to walk with our senses, to walk by sight. But help us, O oh Lord, to walk by the nature of your love that is within us. Trust you've been blessed by this message. To order additional copies of this message, or to request a list of other messages from Love Foundation. Please contact us by mail at Love Foundation International, P.O. Box 41, Greenbelt, Maryland, 20770. By email at contact at lovefoundation.org or by phone at 301-776-5782. You can also visit our website at www.lovefoundation.org. Love Foundation, a place to find God's. Love.